0: Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen podcast. I'm your host Tyler Trees, and joining me, as always, is the lovely, the beautiful Justin. How's it going, Justin?
1: Uh, Justin's away right now. This is Kyle. Justin will be back soon. Uh, he had to go bathroom. You should have waited for him. Uh, but he'll he'll be back soon. Don't worry. Uh,
0: beyond the bad bit, uh, Kyle's once again out working working that mandatory overtime. God bless him. Somebody has to pay the bills around here. Oh, maybe I could just have him do that. I could have him like pay for podcast hosting. And I'll say like, you cannot do the podcast. You just have to give me like 10 bucks a month. That'd be a good royalties. Yeah, because I know he doesn't want to do the podcast. So I think that would that'd be a smart thing. Um, but we have a great guest this week. Once again, Colleen. How are you?
2: Very well. Hi guys. Thanks for having me on the show again.
0: Of course! No we we problem. love having you on, and uh, we couldn't have a Hygie episode without you, because we've got more <laughs> Hattori hijinks. oh, um, yeah.
1: yes. In the best possible way this time, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're going to cover a two-parter, which is the Holmes Freak murder case, and uh, this wow. is episode 57 and 58 of the podcast, the first part Aired on May 5th, 1997, uh, which you might remember as Cal's birthday. He was born on May 5th. Oh,
2: happy
1: birthday! May hey, 5th, be with him. Uh-huh.
0: He he wasn't. I'm totally making shit up, but uh, okay. it's a fun thought. I that's my
1: birthday we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> what if it actually is his birthday though? Man, that would be crazy. That I don't know what really... his birthday is. I'm a bad, okay. I'm a bad scary.
2: friend. Re happy birthday then. I'm bad
0: with birthdays. Uh, So, Conan says at the very beginning that today's case is the origin of Conan. Get it? Because, like, Arthur Conan Doyle. The detective from the West makes another appearance.
2: What if Conan, though, is just a cleverly disguised tribute to that 1982 Schwarzenegger classic?
0: He does have, like, that barbarian vibe to him. He's just as muscular. (laughs) That's
1: right. Hagee or Conan? I mean, little Conan. Conan Edogawa is he the buff one, or is Heiji the buff one? Conan's the buff one. Okay, yeah,
2: he's got an A pack underneath. I can
0: see him. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he plays a lot of soccer. That's a good way to get fit. True. And uh, this episode begins with Kogoro just completely bored out of his mind as he is in this small car with like seven other uh, Sherlock Holmes fanatics, and they're all happily discussing uh, various mysteries. And Koguro is just like, why am I here? Uh, we then see that Conan and Ron are with are with him, and Ron reveals that Conan entered them on this Sherlock Holmes tour without them asking. And then we learn that Conan's favorite Sherlock Holmes book is The Sign of Four, and uh, Kogoro is put in the awkward position where he's asked his favorite, but he doesn't care about dorky oh. detective novels, and he says, "And then they wanted none." <laughs> Which he, he meant to say, "And then there were none," but even that would be incorrect because that's an Ag- oh. Agatha Christie novel. So just a, a rough situation there, poor guy. Oh, okay, Kogoro, it's so awkward. It reminds me of like when you're at a when you see like clips from a concert where. Like, the lead singer will put it the mic to, like, some fan for them to sing the next lyrics, and then they don't know the lyrics of the song. And it's like, oh, this is so hard to watch. I always hate that stuff.
2: Oh, you're a fake fan.
0: <laughs> uh, they then arrive at the end, which is named after Sherlock's brother, Mycroft. And, uh, I didn't know much about Mycroft until recently. And I was playing, um one of the Sherlock Holmes video games. It was uh, Crimes and Punishments.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, Minecraft appears in that. And what's cool about him is he's just fat. And, like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mycroft is a brilliant character.
0: Yeah, he's, like, smarter than Sherlock, but he's just, like, too lazy. So he just sits around and works for the government rather than, like, actively doing stuff. So
1: is this what Genta is going to be? He's secretly smarter than Conan. (laughs) He's not smarter than Conan. Hey, you never know. It could be a thousand episodes from now. We could finally find out that this is the truth.
0: There is, like, an OVA that, like, goes into the future that I'm really excited to cover one day. Oh, I can't wait. I haven't even seen it. Me either. But, like, there's this part. I think the whole spiel is, like, I don't know, if something about, like, ten years later and Coden never uh never gets back to being big. So we, we see them all age and stuff. So uh, that'll be interesting once we get to it. Um, but yeah, they arrive at the inn, which is named after Mycroft. Oh, yeah, Colleen, you, I think you wanted to say something about Mycroft.
2: Oh, yeah, I think he's a brilliant character. And just how you guys are saying how he's lazy, well... He, uh, I think what he says in the short stories is that, um, or at least Watson describing him is that uh, if Mycroft could just do field work, he'd be like the greatest detective that England has ever seen because he's actually got a better deductive mind than Sherlock. But it's like you said, like he does, Mycroft just doesn't want to apply himself. So he's like, I'm just going to sit in my armchair and theorize about how this went down. And you, Sherlock, you go find all the clues. But it's really fun, uh, like watching uh, reading their dialogue, Sherlock and Mycroft back and forth, because it's like a ping pong match. Because he's like, "Oh, this guy was a widow. Oh, he has two children. Oh, this and that." So it's it's really well, <laughs> ran, well written.
0: Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. I want my life to be that at some point where I can just be a fat guy that doesn't have to apply himself. That'd be a nice <laughs> life. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's important for all of us to have dreams and I feel like <gasps> I have one now uh we then meet- all thanks to this episode <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> also there's a great scene in uh crimes and punishments where uh, Watson just walks into Sherlock's uh, like apartment and Sherlock is just firing a pistol blindfolded trying to shoot all these uh vases and he's like what the hell are you doing and he almost shoots him. Um, but he did hit like nine out of twelve, of them, so it was pretty impressive. But uh, Sherlock's just insane; it's great. What a good, what a good character. Uh, some of the guests throw fit about oh, so we meet the owner. His name is uh, Kanaya Hiroyuki. and then some of the guests throw fit about Kogoro being there. But uh, Hiroyuki explains Kogoro is actually a famous detective. So everybody's kind of wowed. What? Yeah, and then one of the guests, who is a college detective club president by the name of Kento, recognizes him, but he's like, you're no Sherlock Holmes, though. And like, Kog- Got him. Yeah, Kogor was so happy to be recognized, and he was, like, fluffing his feathers a little bit. And then he's like, but you're no, you're no Sherlock Holmes.
2: Oh, it's interesting that the host of the Sherlock Holmes gathering kind of looks like Hercule Poirot. Like, Agatha Christie's detective. Mm-hmm. I just found that interesting.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. And then, uh, so we get this really funny scene where Kegger is all offended by this, and so his reaction is just a bop Conan on the head. And, uh, <laughs> as he yells at Conan, everybody learns that, uh, the small boy is named after Arthur Conan Doyle, so everybody's all excited about having a Conan in their presence. Like,
2: cool. Yeah, so excited that the gym teacher's like elbows Ron out of the way.
0: <laughs> wow, this kid's like, name's Conan. I gotta see him. Man, these people are such lazy's. Every single one of them,
1: <laughs> except <laughs> for the spoilers. The lady that's, asked. she's like the only one that's like kind of like a bitchy attitude, and
0: just like
1: also known her. as
0: a cool person. Cool people people don't have time to be happy. They're all moody.
2: (laughs) You know, at the beginning, when they're all riding in the bus on their way to the inn, um, in the dub, uh, Kogor, or I guess uh, Richard, says, after he hears them talking about all the Sherlock Holmes stories that they like, he's just like, what a bunch of nerds. And I feel like this is very (laughs) similar. Like that oh, would be very amazing. similar to what a bus full of Detective Conan fans would look like.
0: Uh, 100%. Oh, uh,
1: no, those would be
0: geniuses. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, all of our listeners are very cool.
2: Cool geniuses. And the host,
0: the coolest of them all. <laughs> uh, Ron, uh, I don't know about that. Ron then remarks that uh, Conan's usually uh, unusually cool and not very childlike. So she's happy to see him smiling so innocently and enjoying all the Sherlock Holmes talk. She says that it reminds her of Shinichi. And that's when none other than Hatori freaking Heiji appears. And uh, God bless him. He's just like, he just appears out of nowhere. Our lovely boy.
1: He's the, he's the Batman of Detective Conan.
0: Yeah, Hatori says that he's not a Sherlock Holmes fan, but he thought he'd run in the kudo here. So that's why he arrived. And, uh, man, I'm just excited to see our, our tan skinned boy again. <laughs> Especially after we were all kind of down on him last time.
1: He wasn't. That exactly. wasn't my Heiji Hattori in the last episode.
2: Yeah, he's definitely more marriage material in this one.
1: Oh, oh. marriage material. You know what? Agree oh, well, with
2: that. I'm. I'm just going off of what Kyle said the last time. I know oh, okay. that, that's a name that we shall not speak of, but... Um, I, so not your Kyle, agree with
0: you. <laughs> I don't know. He's, like, tall, dark, and handsome. I feel like that's pretty solid catch. He has, Although he has that accent. Is that a killer, Colleen?
2: No. Guys with accents are sexy. Man. So it's all good. I love those
1: oh. Japanese accents, though. <laughs>
2: those, chat, what those about Kansai the, uh, accents. Not just
0: what Kansai about the like Pennsylvanian drawl that me and uh, Justin. No, but it's horrible.
1: <laughs> Everybody knows this.
2: It kind of sounds like what we sound like up here in Canada, so um, yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. We just don't go to Tim Hortons as much, right. Here, Yuki tells everybody that they can turn in for the night if they want, and then lays out tomorrow's agenda. They'll have breakfast at nine a.m., lunch at one p.m., and then a dinner at eight p.m. Afterward, they'll have a deduction reasoning quiz, and if anybody gets a perfect score, they'll give them, he'll give them a first edition copy of *A Study in Scarlet*, which is the very first Sherlock Holmes book. Uh, The maid then passed out a 1,000-question Sherlock Holmes quiz to everybody. There's no way. And says that anybody that scores at least 990 points can then compete in the detective reasoning test tomorrow.
2: That's what I had to do to get on this podcast. Answer 1,000 Detective (laughs) Conan questions.
0: Yeah, we didn't want any fake Detective Conan girls on this podcast. We needed to make sure you were... uh, a real diehard fan.
2: Especially
1: if right. we're going with questions like he did in this quiz, which would be like What happened in chap in chapter three hundred and ninety two on page twelve uh <laughs> that Conan said on panel four and <laughs>
2: yeah. in, in, in Japanese.
1: <laughs> in Japanese and calling passed. It was amazing. I don't even know that sure. answer.
0: What a star calling is. What a star. Um, He then had everybody give them uh, their cell phones and any books they had on them. As he said, he had security cameras to limit cheating. Uh, Conan's excited about the quiz, and he starts answering the questions immediately. And he's like, oh, these are pretty easy. Uh, We then fast forward to 4 a.m., and he's still up working at it. And then uh, Koguro wakes up, and he's complaining about the lack of TV. Then it fast forwards all the way to the next day. And it's dinner time, and the owner hasn't shown up the entire day. So people start complaining. And at 1 a.m., a female guest remarks that the first edition copy was probably all a lie. That the owner just showed it all off and then left. Uh, Some of them go off to bed. Conan decides to wait a little longer. And then at 3 a.m., Hygie says that he's about reached his limit. They then look outside, and they see the owner driving his car. Mysterious. However, it doesn't stop, and then it looks like it's headed towards the cliff nearby. Heiji and Conan run after him, but the car speeds up suddenly, and the man is unresponsive. Conan notices a blanket covering the dashboard and says the sound that he hears isn't of the engine running, and then we see a, a big old explosion after the car goes over the cliff and crashes to the very bottom. So, uh, I think the homie's dead. Nah, he'll be in the next episode. So, I guess R.I.P. to our Poirot-looking guy.
2: Tis a scratch. <laughs>
0: Tis a bit of flesh Tis wound. Tis a flesh wound. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, God,
0: that the rest good. of the guests gather, and Koguro guesses that it was a suicide. However, Kento, who's the, uh, uh university guy... He believes it was a murder. He says that the culprit knocked out the owner, placed him in the vehicle, and then put the car in gear shift and drive so it would move on its own. He believes that the crime was done in the garage and that the culprit is on their group. (gasps) Um, I like this scene because, uh, first off, we don't really see many people other than the core group of characters, you know, give deductions. Mm -hmm. And it made sense here because they're all uh, detective geeks for less of a better term so like they would have a mind where like oh i want to think about this analytically and i want to come up with a scenario where there's a murder so i thought that was really fun mm-hmm.
1: so they'll start pointing stuff out uh, very quickly
2: or thinking they're pointing out stuff anyways although it does make him suspicious
0: yeah it does make him suspicious so i i guess i'll ask you guys here did you guys? This is probably a memorable case. I totally forgot who did it though. Oh, uh, so did Justin, I. When did you? Th- when did you think like you had the guy locked of like who did the crime? Uh,
1: the problem is one reading it recently. Two, this is probably one of the best like episodes, like stories in the early runs. Um, that like I pretty much remembered everything. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So like. That's why last week when I was like, hey, the blanket's actually kind of important as the Conan hint, and it is. <laughs> Make sure you notice it. Pay attention a little bit. Oh, yeah, good memory. The blanket was um, the, the Conan's hint. And, like, I was watch- when I was watching it this time, I'm like, well, I know where the blanket's going to show up. I know what the blanket's for, so I want to watch it this time, focusing on and that. And, yeah, like, uh, yeah.
0: Tell so, us more about the this blanket, Justin. How, what was the fabric count like?
1: Uh, there was uh, only one string It was a big string <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> So it's not a blanket It's just one gigantic string uh, It's a blanket Uh, It's
1: the new fancy 90s blanket Fad that went on for one
0: year Do you remember Snuggies? <laughs> yep I feel like Colleen would own a Snuggie
2: I actually won a snuggie in a draw once, and then someone took it for me because it was one of those like dirty Santa things. So I was like, Oh, no one's gonna want to take this snuggie. And then the next person (laughs) who drew the gift, they're like, Yoink! So I was like, Okay, no snuggie for me.
0: Damn, you're so close to being a snuggie owner.
2: I was truly tragic, unfortunately. Exactly,
0: (laughs) scarred you for life. What did you wind up taking home?
2: that year, I think I got one of those um, keyboard vacuums. Like a USB plugged one.
1: What? (laughs) A keyboard (laughs) vacuum? (laughs) Is this like the fancy Canada version of like vacuums that use USBs? That's kind of great. Can you
0: send some of those down? But it's like a
2: tiny, it's it's like a miniature one.
0: Oh, it's a vacuum for your keyboard. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs)
1: I'm glad me and you Tyler I don't know were thinking what the same thinking thing. <laughs> I,
0: I thought it was like a musical instrument that was also. Oh,
1: I was going straight for it's a vacuum that uses USB power. It's the big suckers you can vacuum your whole freaking apartment
0: house. Okay, this makes a lot more sense now that I googled it. Okay.
2: But either one of those would have been better. Keyboards.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's really helpful, man. You know, crumbs get in there, all kinds of stuff gets in uh, there. Tyler, Tyler, Keep we shouldn't them. talk about this anymore.
1: Uh, you're going to cut this out of the podcast. We're going to go on Shark Tank with this idea. We got this.
2: <laughs> Is that show still uh, gee, on?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I, get oh, man, a, an Mark American patent on idea, it. Though.
0: Yeah. Man, I feel like I should buy a, a, a keyboard vacuum cleaner now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knew. What an invention. Uh,
1: Things you never knew nobody you needed. nobody died by a USB vacuum.
0: For real. Jeez. Uh, one of the Homes fans, Kawatsu, suggests that it was the air conditioner that was running, and Koguro says that retrieving the body is impossible, since it, you know, exploded, and that they should contact the police. However, the maid mentions that everybody's phone must be in the in the owner's room, so they go to fetch them. Meanwhile, Conan is examining the tire tracks as him and Hattori bump heads once again. Um, I thought I was like being real smart. And I'm like, oh, they did that in an earlier episode. I'm so smart for remembering it. And then two seconds later they share the actual flashback. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, way to steal my my thunder. I thought it had a good like little point to bring up during the podcast, but then everybody got to see it. So I was like, "Damn."
2: It. So I, I watched uh, both the Japanese and the English dub for these episodes, and in the dub, um, when they bump heads, Rachel actually yells at Harley. She's like, "What are you doing to poor Conan?" <laughs> 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 like...
0: Just he's just headbutting this kid, this six year old B- repeatedly, trying to give him brain damage. Hey kid, whack! Uh, so, I found this subreddit. It's called, like... Oh, let me find it. Let me find it real quick. Something called... They call people that have kids breeders. And it's just these very <laughs> angry people that, like, really hate kids. And I guess they just talk about it. Um, okay, so the subreddit is r slash child free. If anybody wants to know. There's also a Twitter account that, like, tweets out the more psychotic moments, which is... Uh, Twitter.com slash our child free. And there's this guy that just just calls his neighbors that have a crying baby, he calls them the breeders. And like, it's just some mis- <laughs> insane stuff. <laughs> These people were old, though. Man. Like, there's this topic that's called just had a full blown shouting match with the breeders next door. I thought, like, when I first saw this like come across my Twitter feed, I thought maybe they were dog breeders or something. So I was like, oh, why are they arguing over this dog? And he's, no, just people that have sex are dirty, nasty breeders, which yeah. we agree with. At this yeah, the, the
2: fornicators. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so they bump their heads again. I mean, it is cute how, how similar Hitori and Shinichi really are. Mm-hmm. To where, like, even as a child, they're still searching for the exact same clues like their minds are very similar
2: yeah it's fun to see that
0: yeah and i feel like the first episode we saw uh hatorian it was more i guess about establishing him as a rival to canon um and that's kind of why we saw him be more i guess like standoffish and a bit of a a dick but like as we see here they kind of playfully work together kind of be stubborn but like we see more of like a a possible friendship here in this episode so you definitely see like him come to come to terms with like the character we think of um when we think about Hattori so it, it was cool to see that sort of friendship kind of blossom during this episode even though uh he didn't know everything about Conan until later on
2: I was super impressed with how much knowledge Heiji had on Shinichi, because when Heiji first like, burst through the door, he's like, and he's tone deaf, and he's good at soccer, and he just, like, throughout the episode, he just knows all these, like, small little facts about Shinichi, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure Shinichi doesn't know that much about Heiji, like, he's not a Heiji <laughs> fan.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, not completely, at all. yeah, you can tell he, like, totally did all of his research, and you know, that's kind of, like, one of their differences, like, Hattori's more, I mean, he's definitely hot-headed, but, like, when it comes to it, he's more willing to, like, do more prep, and Conan would kind of just rush on in without having everything then, um, and he, he doesn't really care about everything. He, Conan's not really worried about having a rival, while Hattori has to prove himself, so, like, he definitely has a chip on his shoulder, and, which I like to see. Yeah,
1: and Shinichi, like, always, even in the beginning, is just, like, the case, only the case. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. I think he even mentions he doesn't even remember who Heiji was when he first showed up. He's like, who are you? Uh, <laughs> and then he, when he says he's the great detective of the West, he's like, oh, yeah, I think I did hear something about that. Like, yeah. he is not very uh, open to the world. He kind of stays secluded to what he needs.
0: For sure. Very
2: much like Sherlock Holmes true
0: yeah that's a good point good point because sherlock's only interested in
2: certain things and anything outside of that bubble he's like i don't really care it just takes up brain cells i'm not gonna worry about it
0: yeah i know know you're impressed with how much hygiene knows about shinichi but i actually know just as much about you colleen we we went through a a very rigorous scanning process before you get let on the go let on the show yeah, and, uh, yeah i have all these facts stored away about you
2: oh okay you probably know me better than i know me
0: oh totally yeah like despite <laughs> the fact that i didn't even know you're a canadian until like two seconds <laughs> before the show started last time we're then introduced to kento's cool girlfriend ayako who has a lighter on her so you know she's cool uh, she uses the light to give, uh, Hattori and Kenyan a light source, so while they search the tracks there, uh, after they return to the owner's room, they find that all oh, their phones have been destroyed, and that the first edition book is gone. Uh, Toshiaki suggests that they use the car to leave, but Hatori reveals that the car in the garage had its gas tank punctured, and the battery is dead. So now, they're trapped in, uh, Mycroft, I guess. But at least they're not, <laughs> like, trapped in the, a giant... Body of Minecraft, That would be creepy.
2: Yeah, like Mycroft's armpit or something.
0: Ooh. A nice little vacation home. Uh Tori <laughs> says that the culprit will try to strike again. And Kawatsu suggests checking the cameras, but then the maid reveals that they're all fake. Damn. Tori says that the victim was killed and placed in the car at about 3 30, so that means that everybody at the who was still at the table uh, still has an alibi that limits uh, the possible culprit to the five that weren't in the living room. And one of those was Koguro. So you can dismiss him. Yaku then asks Hitori if he found what he was looking for earlier. And he says, no to which she starts maniacally laughing about. Uh, the cool girlfriend of then says that she's figured out who the culprit is and what trick he used and that she has the evidence to prove it. She says that they have 10 minutes and should give themselves up. And uh, then we see her leave to the bathroom with Kento. So I, I know I asked this to Justin earlier, but I'm interested in your experience, Colleen. Uh, when did you figure out who did it?
2: Uh, Basically when Heiji pointed at him. <laughs> I didn't remember this case very well. Yep. I, I think it was overshadowed by the other Discovery Heiji makes at the end of the episode, so I remembered it from that point, and, like, how they're a bunch of Sherlock Holmes fans, but I didn't remember the culprit at all.
0: Yeah, I'm the same exact way. I did not figure out who did it the entire time. There was a couple times where I was like, huh, this guy's suspicious, and then I thought, that guy was suspicious, but I yeah. never had like a, a full case. They always
1: do a, At least, again, the really good episodes always do a good job of it being like, well, it could technically be every anybody because everybody disappears or everybody's together at the same time. And it's like, okay, it could be literally any of these people uh, unless you're, like, super paying attention at, like, everything as well as, like, most of the big clues aren't shown until Conan says
0: it. Like, that episode with at, like, uh, Sonica's sister's, like, mansion... Oh, yeah. ...where they have all their friends, and then you see the guy, like, sweep by with that woman's head. Yep, yep. (laughs) And, like, but, like, it wasn't an actual person swinging by, so, like, it's, you know...
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't know that at first. You'd be like, well, who's the killer? And, well, everybody was in the room, so, like, that's weird.
0: Yeah, stuff like that's... So, where I currently am in the anime... Is also another Heidi episode, so <laughs> I'm really trying really hard not to get them confused here in my mind.
2: Okay, just be honest, Tyler. You only you only watch Heidi episodes.
0: That's true. <laughs> like, too. Cut out
2: all the rest. I actually watch this
0: this uh, weird one where like Conan went. To, I don't even know, man. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna start talking about <laughs> episode like 260 or whatever I'm on. Uh, Kogoro says that Ayako is probably bluffing, uh, but Conan believes she knows something that the others don't. Ron then mentions that Ayako was acting weird earlier as she ran into her after they had lunch, and Ayako quickly hid some papers behind her back. Ron believes it was the Holmes test that they were given. Kento then returns and says that Ayako hasn't told him who did it. Hittori then asks the maid who all skipped lunch. We learn that in addition to Ayako, it was Kento and Nanako, Tori believes if Ayako cheated, uh, then she knew that the cameras were props. Conan then asks Kento if he saw Ayako during that time, but he says that he was in his room working on the quiz the entire time, so nobody saw her. Ron mentions that Ayako had, has been in the bathroom for 20 minutes, and so they're like, oh my god, did something happen? So the group rushes back to check on her, however, she just opens the door and she's like, what's the big deal? Can't a woman do- handle her business? damn Uh, (laughs) she then says that she was mistaken about the culprit and apologizes it so she's not about to air out that dirty laundry Uh, she then immediately says that she's going to go take a walk and that there won't be any more killings however right after they recap this an explosion in the garage occurs and uh, she's dead (laughs) oops burnt to a crisp poor girl um, Kento has to be held back from flames by Koguro because he's trying to retrieve her what a valiant guy um, and then Toshiaki then strangely cries out for people to put out the fire as the book will be damaged how did he know where the book is? so, so that's when I was like hmm did he do it? but that seems like too obvious so I wasn't sure um, also Koguro the value the of a out. first
2: edition book versus a human life hmm.
0: well it probably is worth a lot <laughs> Uh, First edition Study In Scarlet Let me see if I can find a price Price How much would that cost? I don't even know where you'd find like
1: I was gonna say if even somebody would be selling it Let alone how many there would be out there right now
0: Yeah I don't know Uh, I found a first edition American edition But that's not actual first edition We need British Um all right. Here's something: the sign of four and a Scarlet? Wait, that's not the first edition, then. That's going for no, four thousand they... dollars. Oh, I mean, I cannot find anything. I don't know. This stuff's too, too rare to be found on Google, apparently. But uh, well, that's because it sure went it up in flames lot.
1: just now. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: The o- the only copy left. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only copy left, and it was in this anime. Crazy.
0: <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, Justin, you have a first copy, first run copy of uh, Alice in Wonderland,
1: right? I don't Is have a first, first edition, but I do have a oh. like an old version of it. It might be like a second or third, but like it's
0: damn, you're a poser.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> both uh, Alice in Wonderland
0: and uh, Through the Looking Glass. That's cool. Uh, Kagura then puts out the fire, and Tishiaki opens the car door to find Ayaka burnt to a crisp. Poor girl. Uh, I guess you could say, with her lighter, she went up in flames. <laughs>
1: Leave the uh, bad uh, jokes to uh, uh, me. Uh, okay.
0: I wanted it to be cool. I want to be like that guy from like what is it, CSI Miami, where he puts on the shades. He's cool.
1: Never watched that one.
2: Yeah, that that's a hard yeah. visual to convey. In an audio podcast, though.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> a guy putting on glasses. All right, well,
0: damn. Just pretend I'm wearing Oakleys now for the rest of the podcast.
1: But what if they don't know what you well, look like?
2: Now you have. T- I'm easy. Now enough. you have to describe yourself. I'm easy yourself. enough
0: to find on the internet. I'm a rugged, handsome gentleman.
2: Think Ice Cube. So what you're saying is you're not a first edition studying Scarlet.
0: <laughs> no I'm, I'm new edition i'm like bobby brown <laughs> uh, without him like beating up whitney houston let's forget about that part in the drug issues I, I, maybe i'm not like bobby brown uh kawatsu suggests that the other uh that the one who started the fire could have been the owner who had maybe faked their own death Hmm. Kind of a stretch there. Tori's like, no, that, that didn't happen. We saw, we saw him. Yeah, he, he exploded. Like,
1: that's way this, a stretch. This dude's dead.
0: <laughs> they're like, hmm. Uh, Kento demands to know who killed Ayako, but nobody tells him. What does that mean? Hmm. hmm. tells everybody to head inside and to wait until the morning. We then see the maid, Ron, Kento, and Kawatsu go to fetch food for everybody. And that's when Toshiaki reveals that he received a card from the owner and that he could have died. The card reads, if you want the book, come to the garage tomorrow morning at five o'clock. I'll leave the book under the back seat of the car. He says it was under his door when he returned from dinner. Hitori and Kogoro, there we go, argue over whether or not the owner is dead. Kenan wonders how the fire was started. I just love how like... Hattori and Kogoro are having this huge back and forth, and Ken is just like fully absorbed in the case. <laughs> he's not one to like get upset over nope. like semantics like that. He's completely focused. And then we get a, a funny scene where Ron gets really uh, offended after Hattori calls Kogoro a bad detective, and she's like, "He solved all of his cases lately, <laughs> and um, and just because he he looks like he's sleeping, so people call him the Sleeping Kogoro." So that's actually the first time that Sleeping Kegger is used during the uh, anime. So that's Yeah, really we better factor. get used to it. Mm-hmm. It might Indeed. stick around a little bit. Tori quickly takes Ron by the hand, and I thought they were going to have a romantic tryst here during this case.
2: Guess they're going to go elope somewhere.
1: Oh. Yep. See you, Kogro. See you, Papa.
2: We're out.
0: He asks her where Conan is when the old man does his deductions. And she says that he's never around, but sometimes appears behind Dad and helps him solve the case. So we see we see that Hattori is a little suspicious there of who Conan is and how he might relate to things. The lights then go out, and Toshiaki decides to use his lighter to help the maid find the fuse box. Conan and Hattori then see the glimmer of an ice pick. And so they go to try to save uh, Toshiaki and they kind of like make him stumble out of the way. But he gets stabbed in the arm by the ice pick. The lights suddenly get turned on and they notice that the window glass is broken, making it look like the culprit has left. However, Hattori is certain that it was somebody within the room and Conan has figured out how the fire started. So that's the end of the first episode and we get the next Conan's hint, which is the Holmes test. Pretty solid, pretty solid, uh, shocking twist there. Dude getting stabbed with an ice pick.
1: Indeed. Ouch. I don't think that
0: would be enjoyable. No. Yeah, that would hurt.
1: As somebody that's not ice, I think getting stabbed by an ice pick would be pretty, hurt. that would, that would hurt pretty much.
0: So, all the fans in Japan had to wait a whole week to get the part two here, but, uh, it finally aired on May 12th, uh, 1997. This episode opens up with Kogoro blaming the owner for the ice pick attack again he's really does not believe that guy that he just saw explode No, <laughs> oh, died
2: well I love how Heiji was so um, he's so like uh, appalled that people think that he can't tell the difference between a real human and a dummy, and okay. So in the Japanese version, Kogoro says to Heiji like, "Oh, can I really trust what a kid saw?" Uh, whereas in the dub, do you know what Roger or Richard says? He says, um, "So to Harley, what were you smoking before you went out there?" And Harley's replies like, "I don't smoke." Jeez. So.
0: The dub sounds pretty great.
2: It sounds I I, fun, yeah. I
0: gotta say. Beyond, like, have... I don't know. I feel like the stupid name changes kind of make it even better.
1: Oh, for I sure. Like the mm-hmm. dumb
0: names. Harley Hartwell. What a guy. Um, <laughs> Toshiaki says that uh, he regrets helping the owner publish his book, which was an unofficial uh, Sherlock Holmes novel called The Scorn of Irene Adler. Tori then says that Koguro is wasting his time searching outside for the owner, and then he points to the nearby awkwardly placed chair, and he says it's proof that the culprit pushed it in after breaking the window, and that there are a bunch of glass fragments embedded in it, which means they used the chair to break it. Haji then states that if you were fleeing outside, there would be no reason to tuck the chair back under the table. He states that his fingerprints are probably on the chair, and that this was his way of hiding it. Once the lights come back on, he wiped uh, the criminal wiped it off while nobody was looking. Once again, the culprit is somebody within the room. So, once again, it's, this is the third crime that's appeared this episode. Keguro asks the maid about the blackout, and she says that it happened when she tried to plug in the coffee maker, and there was a sudden spark. She then shows the fried outlet, and Hattori notices that somebody wrapped a thin wire around the plug to cause it to short-circuit. Conan then finds the wire on the coffee maker label. Uh, the maid then reveals that Kawatsu and Kento opened the coffee, and that's when Kogoro accuses Kawatsu as being the culprit, as the other three have alibis for the first incident. Tori says that something doesn't fit, because unlike the first two cases. Oh, um, damn, I. I read the words correctly, but my, but my voice was wrong. <laughs> So you read it right <laughs> because I read it like I, there was gonna be more, but the period, the sentence stopped. <laughs> the inclination in my voice was very off there. Let me try that again. Tori says that it doesn't fit, unlike the, you know, I just read this poorly. This is this is my bad. <laughs> And that's the end of the podcast, yeah. everybody.
1: Thanks for coming. At least I don't
0: write for a living. Thank God. Oh. Uh, Kenan then explains that the culprit was careless and left clues, so it was likely an unplanned attack. Ron and everybody's are really surprised by Conan's deduction, and then he has to play it off. But I'm a kid, so I don't really know. <laughs> so, Kenan just getting real sloppy here, which is bad when somebody's already very suspicious of you. And it's, like, one of the very few people that are, like, Conan's equal in uh, intellect. It kind of reminds me of the episode uh, where like, just, where the... Uh, what's his name? Conan Edogawa kidnapping case? Mm-hmm. I, I just forgot the main character of this show. That was amazing. Um, where his dad's, like, the Conan the Barbarian. Chasing That's him down. so
1: good one. Yeah, Conan the yeah. Barbarian's uh, father shows
0: up. Someone's going to give us, like, a one-star iTunes review saying the host doesn't even know the character's name, and honestly that's fair. He just keeps picturing Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's weird. They <laughs> <laughs> keep calling Gosho Oyama a hack, and I find that highly disrespectful. Uh, Hatori remarks that something's weird as the kid isn't playing detective. He's actually showing full-fledged deductive reasoning. It's almost as if he was Kudo. Mm.
1: What? Maybe he is.
0: Hatori. Tori then remembers that when he met Kudo, uh, the kid had disappeared, and he only came back into the scene after Shinichi left. Maria asks how Kawatsu started the fire, if he was the culprit, and uh, how he made the car go faster. Hattori mentions that while he's mostly solved the second case, he's currently unsure about the first. Hattori then mentions that there's four confusing things about the first case. I'm glad he breaks it down, because I had no clue what was going on in the first case and how it happened said that the mysterious things are that the owner was missing. The car sped up. There was a blanket on the dashboard and the owner was gripping the wheel tightly. That means that the owner was dead and already suffering rigor mortis already. That means he had to being killed between three 30 and six 30 the night before, because it takes about 24 hours for it to set in, uh, the night before Tori and Hittori, Conan and Kogoro, then all say at the same time, that they've uh, figured out the culprit, which is really funny, because, like, the way the shot's set up, you see Hitori's like, mind, like, light up, and he's figured it out. And you see Conan figure it out, and then before they can, like, accuse somebody, Coker's like, I got it!
2: <laughs> it was so <laughs> good. You
0: just know he's gonna yeah, be wrong. Yeah, there's, like, this- You just know he's gonna be There's this
2: big build-up, right? These two brilliant minds, like- on par with each other and then kogoro just interrupts and they are just like oh, okay sit down before you hurt yourself i got the answer
0: <laughs> and this is quite possibly like his worst deduction yep. like even for like kogoro standards this is really bad he blames maria because she's a hypnotist and says that she hypnotized the owner into driving the car off the brilliant
2: cliff. <laughs> that's it
0: <laughs> i mean if that was the case good on
1: her man can't really do anything about that. Like, oh yeah, how do you know she hypnotized him? So, you know.
0: and so Conan's in an interesting scenario here, because he can't just knock out, uh, Kogoro because he knows that, uh, Hatori is watching him closely, so he's not really sure what to do. He tries doing his like, uh, like dumb kid that like gives all the right hints thing, um, and he says oh, what would happen if the body temperature was raised? But Hatori refuses to play into it, and he goes, I'm stupid, <laughs> so I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Oh, he's got him. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So, like, Conan's like, oh, god, what am I gonna do? So Conan says, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And Hatori's like, oh, I'll follow Conan you. Conan goes to
2: the bathroom a lot and in it's... the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, well, maybe he has a narrow urethra. You ever think about that? I, yeah.
2: I should be a little more more sensitive to those things.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can, if you want to s- find a support group, if you're also suffering, you can get r slash narrow urethra. Uh, I'm a frequent poster now.
2: Don't. Don't suffer in silence.
0: Reddit dot slash r slash narrow urethra. Uh oh, it doesn't exist. I'm bummed well,
2: out. this is a perfect opportunity, Tyler.
1: Yeah, you can start
0: doing that right it. now. Uh, so yeah, Tori follows him. He opens the door, and that's when immediately, Conan hits him with a dart. So Conan had a plan after Okay, all.
2: so you guys read the manga, right? Does this scene look different in the in the panels? Cause doesn't Con- uh, I thought they actually went into the bathroom, and Conan's like perched up on the doorway or something like that. Am I making that up?
1: Um, and, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like he does that at least once in some kind of story. Uh, I feel like it probably wasn't this one. It might have been a different one. But, it also, but Why
0: would he knock out Heiji again?
1: That's also true. Or do you think he
0: did it to somebody else? No, he might have done it to somebody uh,
1: else. It, but it could have been this one, too. But it'd be weird that they yeah, didn't I'm not sure. do that exactly in this one.
0: Sadly, uh, the lovely Detective Canon World wiki does not have a manga to anime differences for this case particular. So I'm not sure. Um, it's been so long since I read the manga no. that I'm not sure how he knocked him out. But that's a good question.
2: Perhaps your lovely listeners uh. know
0: yeah, I'm still waiting for somebody from uh, Vietnam to write in and explain to me why Conan's so popular there. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very interested. Uh, we we then get a really great scene because Conan's trying his hardest to do this Kanzai, uh like Osaka accent, um, but he's very bad at it. It kind of reminds me of like when he was doing Sonico early on mm-hmm. because he was bad at acting like a girl, <laughs> but he like kind of just got through it. Uh, roughly. Um. So he's trying to fake his accent, and then he points at the culprit. <laughs> we get this really funny scene, he's like, the culprit is you, and then he points and is like, me? <laughs> and, and he's, he's like, like,
2: questioning like, no. himself. He's like, wait a minute, maybe I did do it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so Koguro's been, like, having all these, like, blackout periods where he loses track of time. Like, it wouldn't be too shocking for him to, like, just murders some. Oh, yeah. during well, those time periods. Well,
2: well, the entire time he thinks he's solving cases, so he's just, like, you know, all pompous, like, oh, look at me, I'm a famous detective, but what if he's actually a criminal mastermind in his sleep?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a really, we get that great scene, and then he's like, no, it's the person behind you that's sweating bullets, and we learn that it's Kento, the university detective club geek. Man. So that means he killed his hot girlfriend. What a dick. Uh Kento says that he had an has an alibi and Koguro completely buys it and he's like, You dumb kid, Hatori, and he punches him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> as if he was Conan. So I guess they have uh, another thing in common, just getting physically abused yeah. by Koguro.
2: I read it somewhere actually, uh I don't know if it was on Tumblr or what but uh, that Heiji is the most injured character in all of Detective Conan. And we haven't we haven't definitely. seen him enough to prove that point but in later episodes you're like huh maybe there is something to this
0: <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe that just thinking of some episodes in the future yep. um and Conan's kind of scared here after that punch because he's afraid that Haiji may have woke up but he decides to continue his deduction anyways uh, he reveals that the owner he was killed exactly one day prior was uh, seated in the car with his foot touching the brake. That way, even though the car was in gear and the engine was on, it wouldn't move. Once the body started to become limp, it uh, let go and the car started moving. The trick was done by using the car's heater, which raised the body's temperature and thus um, increased like uh, the rigor mortis uh, time. Uh, likewise, the car accelerated after the car hit a rocky part of the road and his foot position slipped a bit. And the blanket was to hide the heater display. You were right, Justin. The blanket was important. it
1: was very important. Well, that one one big
2: thread of it.
1: Yeah, like, it it hid the big evidence for it. But, like, yeah. That's what I meant. Like, it's it's important if you think about it. But you wouldn't think about, like, the heater. uh, And that's the
0: reason why it's blocked. But, yeah. Indeed. Uh, because like you know initially they thought maybe it was the air conditioner because they were checking for uh, water in the car mm-hmm. tracks but there wasn't any um, kinto finds the deduction interesting but says there's no proof and that he was with everybody when the garage went up in flames tori explains that he got ayaka to go to the location by uh, following her into the bathroom and then telling her that the first edition book was hidden under the back seat of the car He explains that since it was dark out, Ayaka tried to use her lighter to try to find the book, but that lit the uh, gas fumes all in the garage and ignited them. And the reason that he killed her was because she knew his rigor mortis trick and had proof of it. Um, So I thought this was a a really neat trick just taking advantage of her like that. Um, Especially since it gives us a good moral message to tell the children, don't smoke.
1: (laughs) And don't carry around a lighter if you need a light. Just just use your phone.
2: Or a flashlight. Yeah, a phone. Yeah. That's probably what kids have nowadays. I'm old.
0: <laughs> Nobody has off This flashlight. is why you this is why you should vape, not smoke. Jeez. I gotta say, people that vape are the worst. Apologies to anybody that vapes nope, and listeners. Because to this
1: all bucket. our listeners probably. Thanks, Tyler. But, but
0: like you're kinda why? Right, why right. do you vape? Tyler
1: we don't want to lose listeners.
0: Stop. Wait. Well, maybe I'll get like a vape sponsorship. Yeah. See, beginning. you're not thinking yeah, of the bigger right, picture. Right into the, right into the pot and tells what flavors <laughs> you like to vape.
2: I will right. say that I would prefer to walk behind a vapor than a smoker, though, because you always get the scent of like bubble gum or whatever else. That yeah, that's probably yeah. more
0: pleasant. Indeed. Good point. Hattori starts asking questions from the Thousand questioned Homes quiz and tricks Kento into answering a question that wasn't actually on the quiz. Uh, it turns out that Ayako tried to cheat off his paper, but found out that he never filled out any of the answers. That's because he already knew that the owner was dead. He then asked him for him to show his quiz paper. And I, I thought this was funny because we're so used to like Detective Conan villains like not just admitting at the first thing and then, like, demanding more evidence or, like, coming up with some reason to, like, disprove something. And this dude's, like, cannot even fathom a reason why he wouldn't have answered all of the quiz questions. Mm -hmm. So he just, like, admits to it immediately. Especially
1: because that's, like, the whole thing. Like, you need to fill this out to get the book. And the fact that he did not fill out a single thing is, like, uh, dude, it's the reason why you came here.
0: Yeah, he was also caught in a big lie because mm-hmm. he had said that he was filling it out earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Colleen, I know you said you didn't figure it out until your boy Hitori pointed at him, and it wasn't Keguro. Uh What did you think of Kento as the, the villain? Were you surprised? I was
2: surprised, um, just because it seemed like Okay, this is, might be a little convoluted, but to me it seemed like he was the most likely culprit, what with the deductions he was putting out earlier, so it made me think, oh, this guy seems to know how it was done, so maybe uh, he did it, but then I expected to be like totally taken for a turn, like... like as if there was some sort of build up to make you think that it was this guy because he kept saying, well, it must have been uh, rigor mortis like so that they can establish an alibi, yada, yada, yada. So he's like giving away his trick. But then I thought, okay, maybe that's meant to trick us into believing, you know, it's him. And then it's actually whatever the gym teacher or whoever and any one of the other ones, except the fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's interesting because he definitely shows, like, a cockiness to him to where, like, the killer is actually giving hints. Like, you kind of see that a lot with, like, serial killers when they're, like, playing cat and mouse with the the police Mm -hmm. where they'll give hints and stuff like that. And, like, but we don't really see that a ton on the show all that often. So that was just an interesting quirk of him, like, helping the deductions along. Because, like, initially, if, like, nobody really, like, if Conan and Hattori weren't there... Like Kogoro would have been totally fine thinking it was a suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until they learned about like uh, all the phones being destroyed and stuff. Um, so like, if he just wanted to kill one person, he probably could have got away with it. But uh, he like pushed on that it was a murder. So it's like just an interesting thing uh, from that perspective. And it winds up backfiring clearly. Uh, so Kenta breaks down, and Toshiaki asks why he tried to kill him. The reasoning is the book the owner wrote, The Scorn of Irene Adler. Uh, So Adler was an actress that had outwitted Holmes in the original books by Arthur Conan Doyle, but in the owner's book it was attributed to Holmes' faulty deduction. Kinto says that Adler was the only woman Holmes ever acknowledged and that he couldn't believe that she would mock Sherlock. This dude's a dork. (laughs) Hey, he's a big uh, Conan fan, clearly. He essentially killed this dude because he was mad about his fan fiction.
2: Yeah, pretty much. He's like, don't mess with the OTP.
1: It's like the original uh, Crazy Fans, like, before the internet existed and all this stuff became real.
0: Yeah, if you ship Conan and I, we've got Absolutely. a problem.
2: Absolutely, yeah, we can't <sighs> talk, nope. Um, Although, Uh, I find it interesting how Irene Adler's evolved throughout the ages, I guess. Because she's only in one short story. So, the fact that she's somehow morphed into Sherlock Holmes' love interest is fascinating.
0: Yeah, it is really cool that, like, such a small role would, like become larger uh, than it originally was. And that's the great thing about, you know, stuff uh, entering the public domain is that people can use Sherlock Holmes as a character. Um, Looking at you, Disney (laughs) and Mm Spider-Man. And they don't have to worry about the legality of it because it's a public domain and anybody can access it. And it doesn't take anything away from the originals. Um, But yeah. But it also means that we get terrible... Like, Will Ferrell, Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, and...
2: that's right.
0: So I guess that's the downside.
2: Although we have a third uh, Robert Downey Jr. one to look forward to. Yes.
0: Uh, Dr. Dula? Oh, Dr. Doolittle? Oh,
2: well, that too. <laughs> a Sherlock the, Holmes one. That's the
1: spinoff, where he goes by himself, he leaves Watson behind. And this yeah. is the
0: untold tales of Sherlock.
2: Yeah, Sherlock has just gone crazy and just talks to animals now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could see him having like a heroin bender and like talking to animals. Yeah. I would believe that. Tori then wakes back up and uh Ron congratulates him on his deduction. He then uses the same bad Osaka accent that was Conan was doing. He's like, Oh, it was nothing. So you immediately know that something's up. But Conan does it. He's none the wiser and he's like, oh phew, Well I did <laughs> Um, and Hitori immediately asks if he's kudo. He then tells him to stop playing games as his Kanzai dialect's terrible, and he f- figures out that his bow tie is a voice modulator. Hitori then says that he saw him in the corner of his eye and that the deduction he made was unmistakably Shinichi. So he even has Shinichi's mannerisms down. He totally has a man crush, right, Colin? Oh, I think so. I mean, they're really the OTP. No, screw yeah. Shinichi and Ron.
1: Screw uh, Heiji and um, Kazuha. Uh, it's all about Heiji and uh, Shinichi. Yeah. Ooh, and I then, like this. And then I you like add Kaido
2: Kid in there. Yep. Nice sandwich. Oh,
1: some. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Let's get him. Let's go. Damn that. Oof, a lot going on. Um, but the good thing about them, even if they were to have a menage toi, They're not technically breeders, so um, I think r slash free would be totally for it.
2: (laughs) They approve of this couple?
0: (laughs) Uh, Hattori goes to tell Ron, but Conan tells him to just wait a second and then we abruptly get the ending song. Uh, After the song, we see Conan telling Hattori about his situation and coming clean about everything, and Ron's just glad that Conan and Hattori are getting along and then she, uh, Hattori decides to tease her on by saying that last time he saw Kudo, he said that she was puzzling and hard to bear. <laughs> so we get a, a cute little interaction between them, and we're we're well off on seeing Hatori and Conan, you know, be, having their little friendship now, where they're way, way like closer than like a 17 year old and like a six year old <laughs> should be. Yeah.
1: Until Kaito Kid comes along and, uh, Starts to steal Conan away from him. Oh, That's right. Fanfiction. Let's start getting
0: right, in, Colleen.
2: Oh, I'm typing as you're you speaking.
0: Perfect. So, uh, Colleen, what do you think of both the episode as a whole and just seeing Hattori morph into, like, totally the character that we all expect and see? Yeah, from. so,
2: Heiji's definitely getting there. Um, and I loved his... I'm not sure if he said it in the previous episode, but he, uh, his trademark, aho, you know, how he calls like basically everyone an idiot. I just love every time he says that. Um, so he's definitely turning into the Heiji that we're more familiar with. Uh, and I do enjoy this sort of friendship slash rivalry more than just Heiji's sort of trying to be the best and not. Play fairly, I guess, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I actually expected more Sherlock Holmes trivia to come into play in the episode. I mean, they did mention a few of the questions that were on the quiz, so that's kind of cool. But uh, for Sherlock Holmes fans, like not a lot of them, they didn't have much to say. So it was like, okay, maybe they could have upped the Sherlock Holmes thing a bit. But I mean, that's not a deal breaker for me. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: almost feel like there's other episodes that bring up Sherlock Holmes more than these two episodes that, like, were entirely based upon it. Because, like, I know there's another case where, like, they have a, a puzzle solution that's similar to, like, The Dancing yeah. Men. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that gets referenced here, like, yeah. very quickly, but it's not a, a focus. Yeah, same thing either. with The
2: Red-Headed League. There's an episode that was actually kind of inspired by that plot, and it's Mitsuhiko, like, later on that says, oh, that's just, like, this story. So... Definitely, it does come back into the series more often, and here I was just missing a little bit. Like, for an episode called The Holmes Freak Murder Case, you'd think there was going to be more stuff about Sherlock Holmes, but it's all good.
1: I mean, it could have been worse. They could have showed us the whole thousand question quiz and (laughs) made us go through every question. Then that would have been a bore.
2: Although it's so cute how Conan slash Shinichi, like, that's what excites him. Like anything yeah. to do with Sherlock Holmes or soccer, like his interest, like he's totally gushing over that, and Ron's just like, "Oh, you detective nerd,"
0: <laughs> but that's what she likes. She like she enjoys his passion, and I I think that's just a really cute, uh, like relationship oh, they yeah, have. For sure. Like they're they're just like, and he cheers her on with like karate and stuff, so. Just really cute for them to be so sure. supportive. I
2: will mention one more thing that I loved in this episode, like all the sort of little gags that they had. So at the beginning, when um, like the whole group discovers that Kogoro is not in fact a Sherlock Holmes fan, or like when Heiji comes in and he's like, "Oh, I'm actually a- an Eller- Hillary Queen fan," and all all of them like <laughs> give them death glares, like mm. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Amazing, and then and then all of a sudden, Heiji like takes back. He's like, "Oh, well, but actually, Arthur Conan Doyle is the best." So they all smile. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.
0: And uh, we get the next of intent for the next episode, which is the roadside corner mirror. And then is that even? Was that okay? So what they're saying is that on the corner of the road, there's just a mirror placed there, like. Is that a for? Is that like
1: a for thing? corners? So like you know something's coming around the corner.
0: I don't feel like I feel like I've never seen this. Have you though, been to a hospital? Like in practice. I guess I don't pay attention when I'm in a Jeez. hospital huh. every, so they have them every corner
1: there is a mirror that's up at the top, so you know if something's okay. coming around the corner, so you don't hit it. It's them.
0: smart. I'm just saying I feel like I don't see it when I'm driving. Uh,
1: that's because we're in Pennsylvania.
2: <laughs> it. It for sure is a thing, but they're often a lot bigger, like they're kind of the size of like a satellite dish, like a home satellite dish type of thing. So this yeah. one is like tiny. This kind of looked like a handheld mirror. So I was like, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and they're usually up high, not like directly eye level to your car, but like above it a little bit. Uh, obviously,
0: because you don't only get blinded by lights into it. So here's the real crazy thing here. To end this episode, we get the narrator and they say, The next story is one of our most popular episodes. The detective boys are back for some more great action. So when you hear that, you're thinking, oh, this must be like a main plot episode. A real memorable case. Let me tell you what this case is called. Uh, It's called The First Errand Murder Case. Do you guys remember that?
2: Not just from the title.
0: I remember it as a TV
1: original and not a manga one yeah
2: first off it's a tv original
0: and it hasn't aired yet so how can it be one of your most popular (laughs) episodes unless they're trying to say that it's like one of your 58 most popular episodes which i will concede to you as a fact but like you have no clue how popular it is why are you like already saying that i'm sure kyle would love it but um Uh, see i took the episode as like our most popular
1: stories so i was like wait a second this isn't a story that's based on the manga that they can go off of and I looked it up to verify and yeah it was a TV original and I'm like There's, nobody knows what this episode is Conan
2: <laughs> this, <laughs> is just, this is just just the writer like amping it up like oh this is going to be the best thing ever
1: apparently, apparently so we have a we might have to end the podcast next week with this episode yeah, maybe
0: maybe don't get your hopes up too high That it's uh, the best episode yet. It's uh, such
1: a good episode. The Men in Black are not even in it. So, like, that's... If that's the case, man, who needs all that other stuff?
2: Yeah, who cares about the main plot anyways?
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next week we will cover both the, uh, the first Aaron murder case and an illustrator murder case. So we've got Two episodes there. And then after that, not to go too far ahead, but we have our first two part original. So I think I think that's our first. Am I wrong? Uh no, I'm correct. So finally the original episodes are going two parters, Mm -hmm. which will become more frequent. Um like the thing that kind of changes like kind of midway through Conan's run is that like every episode's a two parter now almost. If not, like, a three or four part. Mm-hmm. because It's funny, like, you'd see these important cases and they're only one episode at the beginning and then, like, you scroll to, like, recent stuff to where, oh, we, the manga's so, like, infrequent that we have to make everything two parts. <laughs> like, for example, uh, Sweet and Cold Delivery Service is 722 and 723 and this is based off three chapters of the manga. So they adapted three chapters into two episodes. Is
2: it that complicated of so a like case? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but damn it, they will they will spread it out, which I think is fine because you don't get them like rushing through stuff. Oh yeah, the um, more Conan, the better. Think...
2: As, as far as I'm mm-hmm, concerned,
0: exactly. I like your I like your attitude, Colin. Um, but before we leave you, I will quickly do my favorite thing, which is. Naming awesome. Oh,
2: I've never actually done this with you. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, our podcast provider, Simplecast, changed their analytics site, so I have to do one extra click now to access it. So, that's not a good user interface. Um, all right. Shout out to Monroe. I believe that's Louisiana. Shout out to Houston. That's Texas. Oxnard. That's a uh, California. Uh, oh, maybe I'll name... Oh, Alright, here we go. This is from your neck of the woods, Colleen. Uh, where's Toronto located? What province of Canada Ontario. is that? There we go. Uh, is Novi a Canadian place?
2: Uh, un- N-O-V-I? N-O-V-I? Well, unless it's yeah. short for, like, Nova Scotia or something.
0: Oh, uh, no, it's oh, okay. in Michigan. Okay. It was just... In that general area, so it wasn't. Uh, let me see where else we've got. Worcester, England. Man, I re- I really hope we get like a a Chestershire or something sometime soon, because I love like the really British location names. They're always my favorite. Um, we had somebody from Saudi Arabia recently, and I still want to say that we are willing to sell out if you're like uh have some oil money we see here's the thing if you want Kyle back all you have to do is fund like payroll this podcast cuz Kyle won't have to work every time and then he'll be able to be on the podcast so our listener in dubai the richest the richest city let us know
2: yeah if you want Kyle back on the show
0: <laughs> what if he doesn't we'll want make Kyle sense... back tyler
1: you're not incentivizing him enough
0: yeah damn it... Or, I don't know, I'll make podcasts specifically for you. Whatever you need. If you want more <laughs> podcasts, hit us up. Um, shout out to Bangkok. Uh, shout out to Singapore. Uh, shout out to Auburn, Australia. Brisbane. That's a place. It is. <laughs> Manila. Uh, there's a... Kiyong I think I said that last week. Hiroshima. A bomb went off there. Um, damn! Shout now out. We just to lost those locations. listeners. Well, what for stating a factual? Shout You Lima. don't say bomb on a podcast. Shout the Lima, Peru. We love Peru here, and uh, I don't think I've read it on here recently. But I let's quickly go over our top ten countries. Uh, number one, the USA. Woo! Uh number two, Vietnam. Right in. I want to know about the canon being so popular there. And it's more than dubor our third, which is France. So France, number three. Germany, number four. Philippines, five. Colleen and her people at six for Canada. You gotta recommend some <laughs> more friends, I guess. Uh, number seven, the Kingdom of Spain. I love, I love how we get the fancy titles. Uh, number eight, Italy, but it's written Republica Italiana. I love it. Number nine, Republic of Indonesia. And number ten, the Republic of Chile so ah, oh, japan fell out because I mean,
2: they're actually watching detective Conan. yeah
0: that's because you just mentioned a horrific <laughs> event <laughs> <The bomb. laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so like i follow this like the big chinese newspaper and it's totally state-run mm-hmm. stuff you know so it's real propaganda and they put out this tweet the other day where it was like congrats on the anniversary of the first atomic bomb our great scientists made this possible. Wow. Why are you you celebrating this? And it was so upbeat about the first atomic bomb going off. Uh, They also sometimes put out cute animal videos. So like sometimes I retweet the propaganda and I feel bad, but the animals are so cute. They had this golden retriever that was uh, rescued. And now it, its whole thing is it gathers trash from Chinese streets and then puts it in trash cans. It's a real good boy. I mean, that's
2: a so. way to keep our streets clean. Why don't we have that?
0: Yeah, we just need a bunch of golden retrievers on the streets. God, everybody would be so much happier. Yeah. I mean, uh, it
2: might take jobs away from people, but I mean, golden retrievers.
0: For sure. We got to get the dogs that's some right. jobs. Forget the forget about people. Uh, so, Colleen, thank you for coming on the show. We all always oh, appreciate well, thanks it. Thanks for
2: having me on again.
0: And then Justin, uh, it's Kyle. You're trapped. You're trapped here. You don't have a. You don't have a <laughs> it's way Kyle. out. Kyle. Justin <laughs> always has a way out. Uh, Justin, where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, at the Sigma Omega.
0: And you can find me at Tyler Trees. And then the show is at Case Underscore Reopened. Uh, tweet at us. Watch. Watch somebody from Vietnam actually tweet at us because I didn't actually check our Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. so they could have written in and i just missed it uh if so i apologize if not send me in i I need to know why is it so popular um but that'll do it for this week
1: Bye. bye and remember one truth always prevails